0: Hello everybody, good evening. This week is going to be Bez HaShem, Parashas Truma, and Parashas Zachar, and a uh, major Jewish holiday coming up is Purim at the end of the week. So this week we will talk about the halachas of Purim, and we have a lot to cover because this year is a, an interesting year um, from a lot of perspectives, not just COVID, it's also a Friday Purim, which is a little unusual. So let's begin with Shabbos, though. Let's begin with Parash of Zohar. The obligation to hear Parash of Zohar is uh, an obligation in HaTayra. It's a Tayra It's a mitzvah. Uh, though it's a mitzvah essentially for men. And it must be read from a Sefer Torah in the presence of ten men. And everybody should make the utmost effort to attend. And children who are obligated in Chinuch are need to come and, and listen as well. Women are naik to come, especially, of, you know, recently, That's that's been the practice, that women come to Pasha Zahar, but uh, it, it seems that it's not so clear that women are actually obligated to come to Pasha Zahar. It's a discussion. It seems that in Europe, it wasn't the custom for women to come to Pasha Zahar. But regardless, it's definitely a, a very good thing to do, but if especially this year, things are very complicated for a woman to come to Parsha Zachar, you're not strictly obligated to do that. If for whatever reason someone missed Parsha Zachar on this Shabbos, they should attend Shachris Purim Day because the Kriya Satara Shachar's Purim Day is vayavaya Amalek, it's not the same Sukim that we lay on this Shabbos, but on Purim Day we lay the story of Amalek as told in Pasha's B'Shalach, and according to his many places, you can be Yaitzeh with that as well. And if that also doesn't happen for whatever reason, then you need to wait until we lay in Pasha's Kiseite after the summer and have a mind to be Yaitzeh then, but obviously that's a last resort. That's not something which you are supposed to do. So that's, that's uh, Pasha Zachar. Tinus Esther. Tainus Esther, pregnant and nursing women, do not have to fast, even if it's at the very beginning of the pregnancy. If a person is sick enough to go to bed, they don't have to fast and they shouldn't fast. The Tainus begins at a Lesser Shachar. You can wake up to eat, but you should have a mind to do so if before going to sleep. It's not a market, but you're supposed to have a mind to do that before you go to sleep, that you're planning on waking up early. Men should not eat Muzaynas or hamitzi unless they begin a half hour before Alois. And by women that's not an issue because by men, it's a the problem with chakras. If someone mistakenly ate during a tinus which sometimes happens on Tinus Esther, especially if you're preparing Mishleach uh, you have to continue fasting nevertheless. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not a free pass. You have to continue fasting. On a fast day, on any fast day really, you shouldn't use mouthwash or brush your teeth, but if it really... Uh, bothers you very much that you're not doing so. You could brush your teeth, but when you rinse, you have to really bow your head down all the way and use very, very little water. Uh, machtsah shekel. So you um, have we have a mitzvah of machtsah shekel that uh, custom is to give it on Tiny Esther, and the amount you give to tadaka is about one fifty per per mem, per person. It's a 50 cent piece is considered a Maxis shekel. It's a half dollar. And uh, you give three of them per person. So you don't specifically actually have to give three half dollars. It's a nice thing to do. There's some place in the hold you should do that. But I think the Ikra Halacha is that really you can you just have to give the equivalent of three half dollars. So essentially you can give a check or, or cash for the equivalent of the three half dollars per member of your family. So if you have five members of your family, it would be... Um, 750 so you could just give 750 or a check for 750 and these to in today's day if you're not going to be attending Mincha on Tacester or whenever or, or you're concerned about you know touching uh, something that everybody else touched especially this year you can just do it online and that's fine so you can give master shekel online you just give the equivalent of all your family members a dollar50 per family member and you can be oh, it's a very well that way. The main obligation really is to give only for adults over 20. But many people have the custom that they start giving for their children as soon as they're born. Uh, you don't have to give cho- you don't have to give for an unborn child, but you start giving for children as soon as they're born and if you did start doing that, you do have to continue because once you start, you have to continue. But like I said, most people have that custom. So they want the, the usually the head of the household gives for the whole family. Meister money cannot be used for Machsah Shekel, and Machsah Shekel doesn't have to be given on Tainus Esther. It can be given any time during Chaydeh Shadar. Megillah. (coughs) Both men and women are equally obligated to hear the entire Megillah from beginning to end. Likewise, children are obligated if they are the age of Chinuch. You're obligated to, to see to it that your children, boys and girls, Listen to Megillah, provided they're old enough. So how old is old enough? Generally, it means old enough to sit through and listen without uh, disturbing. And if you are unsure, and certainly if they might disturb others, then better find another option. Uh, that, that probably means they're not old enough for Chinah. If someone came a few minutes late to Megillah, you. So, I mean, if the Balkaria started laning, you pretty much you have to catch up, which can be very hard. Balkaria lane pretty quickly. But let's say you got there and the, the Balkaria had just said one bracha said, or said two brachas. So you could say that the brachas on your own quickly uh, so as to keep up with the Balkaria and be ready where when he starts. Um, or if you're able to, you can also catch up using a Chumash, because you're allowed to read a certain a certain amount of the Megillah from a Chumash. So if you have to, if let's say he says Vahibi you can catch up quickly say Vahibi and catch up with him with the Chumash, that's fine. So that's what you should do. If you come into Shul a, minute, a, a couple of seconds late and you make, miss the beginning of the Bracha, make it on your own and just keep keep up with the Balcaire. And uh, this way you... Um, you will hear the whole Megillah, but if you have any risk of missing the first couple of words of the Megillah, do not do so. Because if you miss the first few words of the Megillah, you're toast. You could listen to the whole Megillah, you're not Yaitzay, because uh, those first few words are Ma'akev, and you can't say it afterwards. So that's not worth it. So uh, if whatever reason you're not going to be able to say the brachas and hear the first few words of the Megillah, just forget it. Skip the brachas; they're not Ma'akev, and just listen to the Megillah. Uh, likewise, if you miss a, no- a word because of noise, let's say someone bangs Haman a little too long and you miss the word, so you um, can make it up reading from a Chomesh. Again, you have to keep in mind that it's not easy to keep up with the Balkari, but if it's in a place where there's a bunch of Hamans, so then hopefully, hopefully the Balkari will stop for a m- moment for everybody to let everybody bang Haman. Usually that's a good opportunity to catch up. It's important not to doze or space out learning while listening to Megillah, because as I said, you have to hear everything. During uh, the day, when listening to the brachas made on the Megillah, have in mind that the Shehechiyonu we make during the day also goes for the mitzvahs that are going to be done during the day, which are and matanis L'Vendim, and Saudisperm. Um At night and in the morning, typically you're not supposed to eat before you listen to Megillah, uh, which means you basically have to continue your fast, if you're fasting, until after you hear Megillah. This year, now, every year really, in the morning before Megillah, you're allowed to have a coffee. But at night, the custom is not to. But this year, because Megillah laning is going to go till late, because they have to have multiple Minyanim laning the Megillah in order to accommodate everybody, so you might ha- only end up listening to Megillah at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, who knows when. Likewise, in the morning, so you definitely can eat. You could eat and should eat before Megillah. Um, break your fast. Just don't. Better avoid mezynus. So just you could have a coffee. You can drink something. Eat shahakal hadama, haetz, uh, fruit or vegetables, etc. Just try to avoid mezynus and or hamitzi. <clears throat> the bracha of Harab es rivenu, which is made after the megillah, is only said by the balkare when laning for a tshibur of men. So that's not something that uh, the tshibur says. You just listen to the balkare saying it after the megillah. And everybody needs to hear the Megillah live. You have to hear the Megillah live. You can't be Yaisa through Zoom or other platforms. Obviously, if there's absolutely no other option, you don't have the ability to, to go to Megillah, then it's better to do Zoom than to do nothing. But it's not really an option. It's not a halakhic option as far as listening to the Megillah is concerned. Manis. The mitzvah of Mishlayach is to give two portions of food to one person. Now, if they're both the same exact food, like two pieces of cake, same cake, uh, it's hard to consider it two portions, even though it's likely that that might have always been the custom, but the Arach and others say, don't do that, because then why is it two? It's literally like one big. So it should be two different kinds of food, but they can very well be the same bracha, so they can both be a mezayinist, absolutely no problem with that. Uh, it just can't be one food. So like, if you have a salad, which is, has a bunch of things in it, but it's all mixed together, then, or it's meant to be mixed together, then it's really hard to consider that um, two foods. It's one big food. Usually you'd make um, one bracha on it, or even if you make two brachas on it, essentially it's one food. So anything that's mixed together as one food, we count it as one. If it's two portions, uh, two different kinds of foods, even if they're the same bracha, that's fine. You can give a slice of pastrami and a slice of uh, turkey roll, and that's okay. That's considered to minimum. Water though, does not qualify as a min. I was asked this year whether a dip qualifies as a min and it does. You can give vegetables and a dip, and that would be considered to minimum. And the main thing is it's important that what you give should be respectable. Something which ostensibly could be used for a suda could be a dessert as well. Um, and like I say, every year, it's good to make one Mishlech that has that degree of respectability, and uh, then the rest of them you can give candy, or whatever you like. The, this year, if you contributed to the Shul's Mishlech you can definitely be at with that as well. Uh, men and women are equally obligated in this mitzvah, as are children, once they reach the age of Chinuch, and here too, it's, it's preferable to try to be Mikhaim the, kind of the Mitzvah Mishlech Manis as soon as you can, in the morning, so that... You've done the mitzvah at least one time. Um, can't, should not be sent to someone who is in Avelis, but they can be given to the spouse who is not in Avelis or to the family. So that's the one way of circumventing that issue. Someone who is in Avelis does need to give Mishlach manis, but not ma- just one or two. Um, and it should be simple things, but uh, receiving it should not be given to an Avel. It should be given to the family. Matanaslav Yainim, the, the mitzvah of Matanaslav is to give a monetary gift to two poor people. So it's it's a two, Matanaslav Yainim has to be to two people. And there's no clear minimum amount, but it's preferable if it's enough money to buy an elementary suitor. So about $5 per person, poor per person, is sufficient. So that would mean each person in a household that needs to be Mekayim uh, matan should give about $10. So if there are five people in a household who need to be Mekayim matan each one should give 10 a total of $50. Both men and women are obligated in this mitzvah as well. It seems that children are not because children don't essentially have money or they're not supposed to give money. But it's still a nice thing to send them with money for tzedakah. It's, a, it's definitely a chinuch uh, concept. Maiser money also cannot be used for Matanaslav Yainim, but once you've satisfied your basic need of Matanaslav Yainim, you can certainly use Maiser money towards additional tzedakah. This mitzvah can be done with the various organizations that represent uh, poor people. They are your shluchim. The the money can be given before Purim to be distributed on Purim. Um, And obviously you should give precedence to the poor people in your own city uh, and also, it's important to realize that you know, you, 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 there's always a concern: is it going to be distributed on Purim? It doesn't really have to be distributed on Purim. The 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 ba, the, the Gabe Tzedako, who's collecting the money. You know, if he gets a large sum of money, very often it's much more beneficial that he has that money throughout the year, so that it's not all one huge donation on Purim and then there's nothing later on. So it's to the best, it's to the benefit of the poor people that the Gabi, Gabi Tzedakah remains as a uh, shomer on that money to distribute it throughout the year. And you're certainly your uh, you're Mekayim Mishlach, uh, Matanas that way as well. In any case, they always give some money on Purim, so you're usually covered either way. But you don't have to worry about it if it hasn't been distributed on Purim. You're definitely Yitzah because the Gavit is, is takes it for you on your behalf for the poor people. This year, Suda's Purim is an Arab Shabbos, very unusual. And ideally, you're supposed to begin the Suda before Chazayis, which means you should wash this year in uh, Silver Spring before twelve twenty. You should wash, and you continue the Suda as long as you want. It's advisable to end early enough so that you can have some room for Suda Shabbos, even though essentially. You do the mitzvah, you're in the middle of doing, and you don't really have to worry about Shabbos, but it's a smart thing to do, to be able to be mikhaim mitzvah both mitzvahs. The obligation is to wash and to eat fleshing. So It's not 100% clear, both things, but that's, they're definitely the custom. The custom is to wash and to eat fleshigs, to be mikhaim the mitzvah of suddhs porim. Now, if you don't wash before chatzais, that's fine. You can start your suda after as well. You should aim at least to start it before 3.37 p.m., which is mincha katana. So you should try for that. And again, even if you haven't started by then, you can start later as well. I don't suggest doing the concept of Paras, Amapo, Makadish. I'm not even to explain what it is, but if you know what it is, uh, it's not the best way to do things. It's not such a covet Shabbos. So the ideal is to have start your Suda, have it on Friday, have it early on Friday if you can. If not, it's fine. You can start it later as well. When you forget Al-Anisim, uh, when, <laughs> if you forget al whether by benching or by davening, you don't go back. And even if you just finished the bracha and you just realized you forgot al you don't. Go back.